Yo, 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 what's up everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another awesome indie comic interview. It is your Cape Crusader Cody and we are keeping it geekly with our returning friend Dylan. How are you doing, man? It's been a couple months since we broke things down. How have you been? And welcome back on the show. Yes, good to be here again. Yeah, so uh, give me, give me, give me the deets, give me the juice. What's been up since you've been uh, on last? I see that your campaign, which we are going to take a look at, has funded in less than 24 hours. And you got Project We Love. Congratulations, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I launched, I just barely made it in under 24 hours, went to bed, woke up to an email that it was projects we love. I still don't know what the criteria is for that. That is so awesome. We did it. (laughs) That is so awesome. So yeah, let's, let's start breaking things down. Uh, when did you uh, launch the campaign? What are some of the steps that you took along the way? And, uh, you know, what, what do you think kind of led you to getting funded in the first day? So I launched the campaign May 30th at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And uh, I think part of it was definitely because I've been, uh, you know, building the audience with the comic for over a year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And if you have an audience already, it's a lot easier to have people invested in it. I see a lot of indie comics, some of which I back without really knowing what they're about, right? But a lot of the time when they jump out, this is the first time I've ever seen them, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I'm less invested in them. If they look cool, then great. But uh, I I don't often see one that I was like, oh man, I've been waiting for this for (laughs) such a long time. It was like... I see it and it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what this is about, right? Well, so, yeah, getting people excited, I think, matters. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of, it's it seems kind of hard to do that anymore with comics because, like, a lot's been done already. And it's u- usually, if you're able to kind of do that, you, you break out. You're one of the rising stars in the indie community. So it's kind of hard. You really got to sink your teeth and you really got to put that, you know, your feet to the ground. And you, you've definitely been doing that with your book. I mean... So you made the first issue uh, free to read. Um, do you think that had any impact on on you funding so fast? Yeah, I actually think it has helped because, you know, uh, this whole time I've been running a Patreon, but it hasn't been, you know, just hugely profitable. Obviously, it helped, right? It has helped pay for the comic and the related costs, like the website and everything. But it's uh, it's not replacing my day job anytime soon. Um, but you know, we've had a lot more readers than we've had patrons just because it's really easy to read a webcomic. You, you, you go there once a week or you let it build up for a while and you go there and you read through it in a day. And um, it's, it's accessible to everyone, you know. I'm a, I'm a web developer by trade, so I have a pretty good idea on how to make a site that's simple and clean enough that anybody mm-hmm. can just use it. Um, and uh you know people who have been following for a long time did want that in print and i definitely have more backers than i've ever had (laughs) yeah i was definitely one of those though um i I read it i loved it um and i you know i was definitely i i was pretty sure i asked you like hey man how can i get this physically like let me get it already um real quick let's give a recap um, because we, you know, I don't want to gloss over uh, the, you know, right, the book right. and the story without, you know, really, really giving a chance for readers to kind of get an idea of what's going on. I am going to be putting a link, and it should be popping up in the video at this point when it's in post production of our last interview. It was interview number twenty-four. We are on sixty-nine today. Giggity, uh, <laughs> um, nice. put some work in since we last chatted, and I- I'm excited, man. Let's go ahead and start breaking things down. So, give us a breakdown of what this book is about. So. Mara has a few uh, overarching themes, but I would say the main overarching theme is a moral issue. Mm -hmm. So uh, we start off with Mara as she's a regular kid in a little fishing village. She's, you know, with her dad, they're fishing. They uh, leave an offering uh, at at an altar for their spirit guardian, their tribe spirit guardian. And um, she doesn't really know much about the world around her because well she's a little kid she's eight and their tribe is the only one in the area with river access and 
other tribes are willing to kill for that, which mm-hmm. is something that she is introduced to in a very abrupt manner. <laughs> that's putting it nicely. Yeah, that's putting it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> And her tribe wasn't warlike. Um, they used to have you know, champions of the spirit guardian, but they haven't done that trial in generations uh, when we join her. So they didn't have a whole lot of warriors. Like their their weapons are things like spears. You know, they're hunting weapons. They weren't prepared for this sort of thing. Um, and the without a trial, the spirit guardian just had to wait until there was only one person left, so he knew who was the most worthy. He could only give his power to the one who was most worthy in the tribe. And mm-hmm. well, you win by default if you're the only one left. And it was like, as a first-time reader, you know, she's so cute and innocent, and to see her transformed was just like. Oh man, we have uh, J. Michael Miller uh, and Red Sea Comics over on YouTube stopping in. Thank you guys for stopping in. Any questions for Dylan, feel free to pop them out and uh, we'll be sure to ask him. He just had had his campaign fund in one day. Congratulations again and Project We Love. I can't wait to break that down. Uh, So yeah, let's go ahead and start taking a look at things a little bit more in-depthly. So we are looking at uh, this, the, um, your Kickstarter Mara issue number one, a comic about monsters, magic, and a young girl gifted with the strength of many. You had a goal of 2,000. You are at 2,302 with 82 backers in the first two days of your campaign, dude. Hell yes. And yeah. Project We Love. Congratulations, man. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, well, I got the whole rest of the month for these jitters, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, so I've actually been asked this before, not on, uh, not in an interview, but just uh, in general, because it, it shows that I've had um, I've launched two projects. Mm-hmm. When I say this is my first one, well, this is my first comic one. Uh, back in the day, I tried to be a video game developer, and. Boy, I did not see this kind of success, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I believe that Kickstarter raised rough... Uh, oh, there we go. It raised $17 before it ended. Oh my goodness. Uh, I needed a little bit more than that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? Was it the discoverability? Was you not really known with the game development? Like uh, the game you were developing in in that world and, and, and whatnot? Well... For one thing, I was not as good of a project manager mm-hmm. uh, when I was in my twenties. Like that's um, it. It was it was a long time ago. I wasn't as good at this. Um, I was not good at marketing myself, and uh, I wasn't very good at making the game in general. Like I was in charge of making the game, and it was not well made. What, like, was, it was, it, uh, what was it about? It, it was a bullet hell, but it had a uh, it had a whole overarching plot of um, alien invasion. Mm-hmm. There's there's alien invasion, and you know this uh, this semi-retired uh, soldier, like he he got pushed to a window seat because um, I'm sorry, that's that's might be a term that um, Americans aren't familiar with. The window seat is a Japanese term that means you're still employed. But we will never give you anything important to do. For the oh, rest okay. Of your yeah, I, when you, you said messed that, up I was so like, bad. Yeah, when you said yeah. that, I was like, okay, yeah, I yeah. have no idea what that means. <laughs> it's usually because you messed up in such a way that nobody trusts you anymore. Mm-hmm. But it would look bad to let you go because you've been a valuable team member for such a long time. Where would you? What type of job would you see that in? Uh, that actually happened to one of the higher ups in Nintendo a few years back. Yeah, he. Uh, he had a he he had like a game launch that didn't go well and which is fine that happens mm-hmm. right but then he had consecutive game launches go poorly, oh no and then he blamed the fans and then nintendo japan was like you know what that's the last draw we yeah. are our fans so yeah <laughs> we can't let you go but you're checking email for mm-hmm. the rest of your life um Oh man, that would suck yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it does suck. So they shoved this guy off to some re- remote outpost. Nothing ever happens there, right? And mm-hmm. he's like on day whatever of his job, and 
then there is an invasion and they didn't expect to really deal with any um, resistance because it was just some dinky outpost in the middle of nowhere. But this guy is, you know, he, he's an ace pilot, mm-hmm. right? So he was able to delay enough that humanity had a fighting chance. So there okay. was this huge plot to it, you know, and other characters. And we get to see the, the other uh the other aliens, you know, they had, uh, I even had a template for non-carbon based life forms. They were ammonia based life forms and their psychology would have been wildly different because they had different chemicals in their brain for this. Uh, so the That's story awesome, part, though. that is awesome. You were in depth with it. The story part, I still think was actually good. It's just that the game itself was not good. Are we going to like see that ever become a comic? You know, I've considered it because the cinematic for it are actually comic pages. Yeah. So I should have figured it out. Hey, hey there's still time though, right? There, yeah, there is still time. I'm not dead yet. So uh, is this a video that we're looking at that we're able to watch? Yeah, that is a video. Let, let's go ahead. We'll watch it. Just to let you know any volume that we hear, it's going to drown out your end. So we won't be able sure. to hear you talk. Fair enough. Yeah, this art is gorgeous, too. Dude, it was so awesome that you ended on that that panel of her walking out covered in blood because that was like one of the most like powerful moments I felt. Like when you that, see her, uh, that got me restricted on Google Anthem. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, that the demon chopping two people in half with a single axe swing was fine, but uh, Mara covered in blood—that was a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> so, what changes in Innocent Girl into a warrior? Now, this follows. Uh, Follows her uh, moments before she suddenly caught a bloody tribal war, unwilling to let, unwilling to allow the last of his tribe to die. A guardian wolf spirit descends upon her, taking her from a young girl in a small fishing village to an avatar of revenge. Um, it's a very graphic comic, very awesome, and uh, yeah, man, this is this is awesome. So let's uh, let's start breaking things down. Where do you want to start? Well, you know, I. Um... I think we should start at the top, you know, they, uh, uh, we should have the covers directly below the story. Yeah, there we go. We have the covers directly below the story and, uh, we have, this is our main cover. You know, this was, this was the first official thing we put out Mm -hmm. for this comic uh, over a year ago. Um, and then who, who are we seeing right here? That that is the guardian wolf spirit Amaru, and, and then he he's yeah. the he's the one that uh, gives his uh, the spirit to to her, correct? Yeah, he he gives her her power, and um, we we had the uh, the axe off screen here on this cover because we wanted to uh, to not actually give away what type of power this was. Like this could just be a stick. Mm-hmm. the way it's displayed here but um in in issue two actually one of her new found well, i wouldn't want to say friends but allies uh, weary allies breaks down you know just how strong she must be to be holding this axe like a toy and i really love the art and the detail uh your uh who uh your illustrator do you want to go ahead and give some credit to your illustrator real quick yeah yeah the illustrator is rosie Wu. um she uh she is a mutual friend of of uh actually a, a designer i've worked with before the designer who made the mara logo you're seeing in the background on that cover um you know i had worked with with her that's lois before mm-hmm. on uh in my freelancing gigs because I do programming and uh, she gave the reference for Rosie. Uh, she gave a lot of references actually, but I selected Rosie because I liked her art best. 
So right here is uh, the variant cover, and this is yeah. gorgeous. I love this cover so much. Now the variant cover is going to be foil uh, in production. Yeah, uh, all those all those wisps you're seeing over her head, those are all going to be directly foil. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, this so is was... the best way we could depict it. Sorry, I keep cutting you off because I'm oh, excited no, about this. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I, I was going to say, what was your first initial impression of this when you saw it? Of the uh, variant cover? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I loved it. I was um, I was putting it out there on social media when it was still a work in progress. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's it's really good. Rosie just keeps getting better with every page. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I you know coming back to the uh to the cover after a year it was roughly a year when she made this uh variant cover a lot of people still prefer the um the original one and that's fine mm -hmm. they're both good but so uh, what was uh, the variant. what was the inspiration for uh taking the color out of the bone here like was it to make it more of an emphasis of the bone design or uh so the um the graphic designer who did the logo actually gave us four variants and they are uh they're used in different environments i okay. guess i would say in different contexts uh and she actually made a whole mock-up uh, explaining how to use each one so i guess the uh the technical answer would be this is the version that works best for gotcha. this cover uh, but yeah we wanted to more show the world around her and while it's a very a very small amount of the actual cover there mm -hmm. I, I think it symbolizes more that the, the world is actually affecting her and it's not just the protagonist being the protagonist and doing whatever she wants mm -hmm. right so here is uh, a little bit of an uh, insight of what we're looking at. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the back cover, and the back cover illustration was done by our guest artist Mercury, who oh, has since awesome. joined us as part of the team uh, as a letterer. Oh Rosie yeah, we would we, do that herself. Yeah. We, we talked about that uh, during our interview as well. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, that is awesome. And then the chibi design as well with uh, the spirit of wolf. And, and her that's I love this I love the little uh, this is a sticker as well correct yeah this is a sticker it's available in the campaign as well that's awesome so here's some of the interior preview so what are we looking at right here who is who is this ominous foe that we're seeing this guy is a demon in service to the god of slaughter the uh, the rival tribe that Sixiv uh, asked the god of slaughter for a blessing to help them defeat um, the rain tribe and take over the river and uh, he saw that it was just a small squabble no need to send an army and send one demon to do it <laughs> and a uh, demon he is swords are breaking trying to even penetrate his flesh um, and yeah. he's able to just chop people in half with one fell swoop. Um, a big foe, and he ends up slaughtering the entire town. We see uh, right here. Just I, I love these panels right here because you can see the devastation and and the the distraught like in her eyes as she discovers like her family's been slaughtered too. Yeah, and yeah, because her mom told her to hide, like don't come out unless your father mm -hmm. or I call for you. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah they're not calling anytime soon yeah. and uh this was i love this page too where you see the spirit of uh, rush to her to finally like kind of like give her that power to help her um take back the village take you know take take care of uh the person who's wiped out everyone yeah this was such a powerful image too how did you feel about this when you uh first got uh, got this in color uh this was incredible this um you know, sometimes you have to uh, make changes to a page, not this mm -hmm. one. So what type of direction did you give uh, your artist for this? Uh, you know, what type of descriptions and uh, and, and what uh, whatnot did you give her uh, to kind of get this creation uh, drawn? So the, um, 
The way I write scripts for Rosie, and I, I think it's important to specify that because, you know, the, um, the Marvel method is considered the best, but it might mm -hmm. not necessarily be the best for your team. Uh, and you have to do what's best for your team. And what's best for my team is to write it more like a narrative, almost like a novel, but with a very heavy emphasis on visuals. Mm -hmm. Because a typical novel, you try to include all five senses when you can. But with a comic book, you're only going to get uh, smells, for instance, across by characters' reaction to them. Yeah. It's a visual storytelling medium. So that's, that's how I handled this. Some pages, uh, like this one, are more directly laid out. But a lot of them, I haven't even laid out the paneling because Rosie liked to be able to have some control over the panels, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, giving, the, giving the artist creative control, uh, depending on the artist, obviously, but giving this artist creative control has been a very positive thing. When you allow yeah. a creative person to be creative, you get a better result. It, and it seems like Rosie's like right in sync with what you want. Like, it, you know, it, yeah. it seems like you two are working in a way that complements one another. So uh, we started working together uh, in December of the previous year, and we didn't release our first page until April 8th. Mm -hmm. So we we spent a long time uh, working together and figuring out the world together, uh, not just the material plane, but also the, the spirit plane and uh, just making sure that everybody was on the same page with how her tribe worked, how the mm -hmm. world around them worked. Right. So, yeah, we uh, we took the time and I think it does show. Yeah, it's, it's, this is gorgeous. So underneath this, we have the reward. So this is going to cover all the tiers on the side, correct? Yeah. Okay. So uh, first up is the digital for five bucks. You get the PDF uh, in, in English, Spanish, Chinese, and Portuguese. Like, so this is interesting. I don't see a lot of, uh, a lot of PDFs offered in, in a lot of different languages. Uh, you know, so how did you go about doing that? Did it, you know, did you have to find someone to translate it for you? You know, what was your method? Well, what originally happened, I, I didn't actually uh, have any ideas or, or desire to translate it in the beginning. I was like, oh, I, I speak English, I, I, speak, I, I do speak uh, a survival level of Spanish, but I'm not going to be translating yeah. anytime soon, yeah. right? Um, I speak enough Chinese to get by. I would say it's better than a survival level, but I'm not going to be translating anything anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, uh, you know, I know someone who just graduated. Uh, he's, he's going to be a uh, court appointed translator, but oh, uh, wow. he likes comics and he saw yours and he wanted to translate it to Spanish. I'm like, oh, OK, oh, great. Send him my way. I, I hadn't thought of that before, but that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Lots of people speak Spanish. So uh, uh, we, we were talking about it, but uh, the schedules didn't work out. He, he had too much on his plate, and that's fine, you know. But the idea was already planted in my head. So, okay, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find a, another Spanish translator, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, when I talked to Rosie about this, she said, well, if you're doing translations, you know, I would really like to be able to show this comic to my friends and family, but a lot of them don't, don't speak English. So I want to do the Chinese translation. Well... All right, let's do it. We're doing the Chinese translation now. That's and, awesome. Uh, did she? she yeah. Did she? Was she the one that translated it? Yeah, yeah. She, oh, she is dude. the Chinese translator. And um, then uh, I posted about this in a Facebook group for comic creators or indie comic creators. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we've got got in three languages now. And that's when Rogerio approached me and he said, "Well, you know, if you want it in Portuguese, I can do that." Uh, wow. He, yeah, his day job is that he translates. Um, he translates documents for uh, architectural mm -hmm. architectural documents, and so so it's like very technical translation, right? Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> that is so point, cool. Right? Yeah. So, uh, how I, many? Oh, sorry, sorry go ahead. You, <laughs> you go ahead. Um, how, how many how many sales would you say that you've gotten from? Uh, from people from outside of the English realm, you know, from the from Spanish, Chinese, and Portuguese, like, would you say that that's actually amounted to a couple sales for you? Uh, I <laughs> think that 
it, it, it amounted to a lot of readers, not necessarily a lot of sales. Um, for indie comics, you're going to see most of your sales in the U.S. if you're mm -hmm. on Kickstarter, and also if you're on Patreon. Um, so a lot of Kickstarters actually don't ship outside the U.S. Yeah. for that reason, which is why I don't back a whole lot on Kickstarter. Like I'll see a comic that I'll like, and they'll and it'll say shipping to selected locations. Or the shipping's going to be like 50 bucks. That'll happen too. Uh, that's actually why I'm using uh, distributor centers. Uh, I'm going to, like, for instance, if if there are, I don't know, let's say there are 100 backers in the U.S., mm -hmm. right? If I were to individually send out those packages, I would be charging people uh, 15 to $18 per Oof. And like, if you're a ten dollar backer and you're paying fifteen dollars in shipping, something's wrong. Yeah, and you're not gonna do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shipping. If if there are a hundred of them, I'll send a box with a hundred comics mm -hmm. to the U.S. and they'll distribute it out. No, that there. is awesome. It'll be a uh, lot cheaper for everyone. So. Did you get this translated before the Kickstarter? Like, was it like yeah. something that was okay? That's where the mix-up was. I I was under the impression that you got had it translated for the Kickstarter, so that's what prompted me to ask that question. So this was something that was just on your site, so people from different languages would be able to read it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got you. That is. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So moving on, we have the Wanderer tier, um, and I loved how you gave each tier a different name as well. Uh, so this is $10. This is going to get you the PDF as well as one print copy only. <coughs> Excuse me, only English. So this is awesome as well. Um, so underneath this, though, we have uh, some of the goodies. Uh, the Adventurer tier, $20. You're going to get the PDF, one print copy, two postcards by Mercury, and two stickers by Lois, and one sticker by Mercury. So this is cool, too. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give us a breakdown of the postcards and the stickers? Yeah, so the um, we do have uh, higher res images uh, lower down of of all of these things, but um, I uh, I wanted to offer some. Oh, well, obviously, I wanted to offer some more rewards besides just the comic, right? And uh, you know, I I like a lot of the artwork in the comic itself. Like I w was talking to Rosie, I was like, well, maybe we should offer you know the the page where. Amaru descends upon Mara for the first time mm -hmm. as a as an art print, and um, she prefers the idea of giving people new art for the rewards. Um, and you know, when, when we're having this conversation, I changed my mind because I listened to my team. Like, why yeah. are you gonna why why are you gonna hire an artist and then not listen to her when she talks about art? <laughs> And, you know, from a consumer standpoint, it makes sense. You know, I yeah. even though an image might be beautiful or, you know, really, you know, breathtaking, seeing something new that's not in the book. And that's going to get me curious about what else is is it going to lead to? What What's going to be? Is this going to be an issue two? Is this going to be an issue three? Where are we going to see this scene happen? So that is a good idea. That does get people, you know, scratching their heads and, and wondering. Yeah. So when, uh, when we were talking about this, uh, I we came to the conclusion that if we wanted to get everything done on time, we needed a guest artist. And I said, well, you know, I would prefer an artist that you don't mind working with. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I actually have someone in mind. And uh, you know, that's uh, that's how Mercury ended up joining the team. And um, she did the two postcards, and they are um, they're about what... I expected based on the original sketch. Do you have um, uh, images of the postcards? Yes, they're further Do you, down. They're higher well, res. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a look at those. Sure, sure. Yeah, they are below all of this. Oh, I love the miniature. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Oh yeah, this is this is gorgeous. This is so awesome. Her just holding a skull nonchalantly like that. Yeah, yeah. Mara is a little bit of a sociopath um <laughs> so the, it's a combination of factors really like she's she's a little kid mm -hmm. and you know she doesn't have a whole lot of education of course like you know it, I, I don't care where you live you don't have a lot of education at her age you you might have some but you don't have a lot and um she has this 
wolf spirit that she effectively shares a mind with. And he um, he has explained to her, starting in issue two, you know, uh, that this power actually weakens the link between body and mind. So, like, she'll have an internal monologue going during a fight. Her mm-hmm. mind is nowhere near the fight. You know? So, it, she is a little bit desensitized to the deaths of others. Yeah, yeah. Just as a consequence of everything that has happened thus far. And then right here is the other one. Another striking visual. I, I really love the, the different style, too. It's, it's yeah, almost like two different yeah, styles. It, it is, you know, I found out when, uh, when I was originally looking for an artist to hire, you know, when before I even ended up with Rosie, that mm-hmm. uh, an artist can have multiple distinct styles. And that hadn't occurred to me before, right? Uh, it's kind of obvious to me now, but before I just had it in my mind that one artist would have one style, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, these are both from this. These are both from Mercury. They're both from the same I artist. Really wildly different. Yeah, the, the, like the pixelated like corners on the border right here is is awesome, and just like the highlights of uh, the outline, uh, it's just it's just gorgeous. And the way she was able to capture both of them in two different styles is just <laughs> freaking amazing. Oh, three awesome. styles because she did a sticker as well. Oh. Uh, this- <laughs> There this you go. Cr- yeah, she's very talented. And I was going to say, she was able to capture Rosie's, like, almost Rosie's, like, type of essence with this first postcard, too. Because this looks pretty similar to the art style within the book. Yeah. All right, so let's scroll back up because we got a lot of other cool goodies to kind of go through, too. So we looked at Adventurer, now pack member for $30. You're going to get uh, the PDF, one print copy, two postcards, two stickers, and an Axe keychain as well. So what's this keychain made out of? So this this is an image uh, encased in acrylic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is an acrylic keychain. It's not a it's not a 3D print. It's, it's going to be factory made. And this is actually the one that I'm most excited about. Um, <laughs> we... Again, this was a suggestion from Rosie. This wasn't one of my ideas. I I thought, you know, postcards, I thought stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, 84 art prints were in the original idea, but those got axed. I didn't even realize I was doing <laughs> see, that. See what you did there. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I asked her, do you have any suggestions? Right? Mm-hmm. She said, well, one thing I really want to see and now I really want to see it too. Now that she brought it up, right? It's really so this cool. Is, yeah, this is one of my favorite. Uh, I said before I launched the Kickstarter, if nobody else buys it. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Do you know what goes into making it? Like, or is that kind of just behind the scenes with the where you're getting it from? I think that's behind the scenes with the factory. Um, I could hypothetically ask him. I suppose. Oh no, you're all good. I was just wondering. Um, so for the all-in, this is ten dollars more. This is forty bucks. You're gonna get everything listed above, and then a limited edition variant cover. So this is how you get the holographic foil covered. Yeah. Um, th- and this is gorgeous too. I can't, man, this is gonna look amazing. And then that cover, just in case uh, you guys are coming in late, is gonna be right here. So this is what you're gonna get with the all-in cover right here. Just a little bit of a larger close-up. And I gotta say, I really like the way your campaign looks. It's nice and clean. Um, I really like how you did the tears animate, uh, like in the static animation too. I, um, you know, sometimes I'll go to a Kickstarter and I won't understand what I'm getting mm-hmm. for my pledge. And it's like, yeah, this is a comic I want to back. But I, 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 okay, they'll have uh, one that has three comics, and I just will look through the campaign story and the tiers, and I'm like, just can you just tell me which one gets me all of your comics? I want, yeah. I want all the comics. Please just <laughs> tell me what to click on. I'm trying to give you money. Take my money. <laughs> so, uh, art lover for a hundred bucks, this is gonna get you a, a unique well, piece of art. Well, it's not gonna get you anything anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all out. gone. This is the it's one uh, that when the person said they got the sketch they they got the last one i wasn't realizing this is the tier they were talking about that is awesome yeah i uh you, what's funny is i actually talked rosie into doing one more sketch it was only going to be five i talked mm-hmm. her into doing one more and i i increased it i pressed save and i go 
uh, over to like tell people, hey, I got another one and got a new backer who immediately did it before <laughs> I even sent out the tweet. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna delete this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then here are the add-ons. So need an extra copy to share with your friends you can add as many books as you would like and then if you want the character on your tabletop uh yeah. cross lances has designed a custom mini for just for this campaign grab your stls and without support yeah. so, so you don't need any sort of tree support or anything uh the, it's with or without so depending on your printer uh you might not want to use the built-in supports uh also if you're scaling it up uh, like um, Mechanical Frog did. Mechanical Frog is the first uh, painter I had you know, paint one up. He scaled his up to 75 millimeter scale and you don't want to use the pre-supported version for that mm -hmm. because if you scale up ports directly it, it, it's a nightmare to remove. Do you mean, right? uh, okay, okay I was going to say uh, on the same page, I just started getting into the 3D printing, uh, I want to say about a year ago, so I wasn't sure right. if you meant support as in something where there was actually like a, a little beam holding the axe at the tip because yeah, that's yeah. like for me, like the bottom part would probably start spaghetti in if I didn't have any sort of support there. Oh yeah, yeah, so so you'll get two SDL you'll get one mm -hmm. with support and one without support. I gotcha. Uh, and then some people want to put in their own support like some people look at the supports and they'll say well, I can do better than that. I'm like, okay, fine you want to do better than that? It's all yours you Oh, know? this painting is gorgeous too. So is it a different price to have the STL compared to having the mini sent to you? Yeah, the mini uh, having the mini sent to you uh, it's it, it is going to be different. The the STL is five dollars. The uh, the printed one is going to be ten because we do I, have to pay someone to print it and send it to you. You know, I might I might need to get that STL because this would be cool to have up on my desk because I have a printer. I I mean I'm not good at painting. I'll be honest, but like it'd be cool to uh, be able to print out the miniature. I mean, nobody's I, good at painting at first. <laughs> I uh, when when I started out, I would actually put a number on each base so I could keep track of my progress. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is the fifth mini I've ever painted, you know. I, uh, yeah, I stopped I, uh... doing that since then because I've painted a lot of minis. But, um, yeah. I used I started... to do that and my old ones don't look good. <laughs> I started getting into Gundam building and I really want to get into oh. painting them. And I'm just so nervous because I'm a perfectionist. So, like, messing up the stickers already makes me mad. Uh, so I can only imagine messing up the paint on one. <laughs> Uh, this is, yeah, the first one is what Mechanical Frog did. This is actually my work, mm -hmm. um, the one below it. And you can get hand-painted minis. Um, there, I had that year limited to five. Four of them have already sold. That's so awesome, though. And, and then I more actually, I actually do have the one I painted uh, here. Oh. Let me make sure the camera focuses on that. There we go. And then what we could do is when we move to just our cameras, we can take a, uh, a larger look at it too. That's awesome though. That looks good. So under this, we have extras. In addition to Rosie's work as an illustrator, we have other artists on board to bring you more great rewards. Mercury has created two postcards and one sticker. And Lewis has created uh, the Mara and Stuffed Rock logos, both of which translate perfectly to sticker format. Was that Luis or is it? Lois. 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 Okay. So I said it correct. Um, and then here's just a closer look at those. Yeah. I really like the Stuff Rock logo too. Yeah, this, um, so this logo, uh, I, I mentioned that I wanted to do game development before. And you, you know, you launch a game and they have the little intro video for mm -hmm. each logo, right? So I had in my mind, like this, uh, this family's driving along and they veer off the road and oh my god dad's driving and he freaks out because he's about <laughs> to hit a boulder but he hits the boulder and everybody's fine because it's actually a, a giant plush boulder it's not oh, that's a awesome. real boulder and then the little kid comes out and hugs it and it fades into the logo i had this whole thing in mind for that you got you got something with just like destroying families whether it's having them slaughtered by a demon or having them crash into a huge boulder well you know nothing happened to that family because <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was just a stuffed. Mm -hmm. It was just a stuffed rock. No, that's awesome. Though. I love it, man. Are you ever going to get back into game development, or do you think uh, you kind of found your thing with comics? I think I found my thing with comics. And here's a larger look at the acrylic design uh, for the keychain. Yeah. And this is awesome. I love how uh, there's teeth right here. So this is like a jawbone. Yeah, of a dragon. Ooh. 
And then right here is the personalized sketch. So are all the personalized sketches going to be like somewhat similar to this? Or are they going to be kind of different? No, poses? so we have, we have actually um, guidelines for how these are going to go. Uh, you can have up to three characters. You have your own characters. Uh, uh, Rosie isn't doing any like heavy armor or mm -hmm. mech because uh, it's not really it doesn't really suit her uh, style yeah. very well and uh, she's not doing any uh, not safe for work stuff well yeah because uh, she's she's eight years old if you guys do that we're gonna find you and we're gonna hunt you down <laughs> you leave her alone she's innocent well in that aspect <laughs> so variant covers um this is uh the holographic one we're gonna see all these whips wisp are gonna be uh foiled as well which is gonna look yeah. gorgeous yeah this is awesome i love this variant so much so stretch goals you actually have uh the spirit as a miniature too yeah he's a he's a big boy i mentioned this in the update when we got when we got funded i mentioned it in the update you know uh, that this is a bigger miniature. If you play D&D, in, in, in those terms, he's a large creature. For the rest of us, it means he's about he's about double wide, mm -hmm. and um, he is Mara's height at the shoulder. As a quadruped, he is Mara's height at the shoulder. So, he's a, he's a very big... Okay, I gotcha. So some of that was a different language to me. I haven't played a lot of tabletop, uh, no. but I was trying to learn. <laughs> so a double wide, does that mean it's like two miniatures like side by side? It, it would be about that width. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. See, I'm learning, I'm capable of learning. We're getting there. So this yeah, is awesome. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And the um, I got in touch with, um, with the printer for the miniatures and uh we're going to have this translucent so this Ooh. one is going to be translucent resin yeah so are you going to provide the stl with this as well yeah uh the I'll, I'll provide that and as i as i also mentioned in the update um because the hand-painted minis were so popular i don't know if i'm going to regret this or not but uh, i'm going to be adding another add-on to have Amado hand painted. Oh, you're yeah. gonna have a busy, 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 busy time if uh, everything goes out that way, huh? Yeah, my my wife told me last night. You know, you better start painting those. You don't want the campaign to yeah, end, and then yeah. you have to paint a bunch of minis. Oh yeah. man, you, you better be knocking out a few a day. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get chapter two unlocked at four thousand. So this is gonna be the physical print for chapter two. Now this this is going to be the PDF. Um, PDF with with the PDF, every backer is just going to receive it. Just, I'm not adding a new uh, add-on or tier or anything. If you if you have backed it and we unlock this stretch goal, you will receive it. You don't have to do anything else. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer to deliver. We're still uh, chapter one is is completely drawn already. We just mm -hmm. need to get it to the printer. So as soon as this campaign ends, we can get it to you. But um, with uh, with chapter two, we're still doing it. We just finished uh, page thirty-eight. It's the most wow. recent one we finished. Yeah, so it is going to be a bigger one. Yeah, this, is a, this first chapter is a twenty-four page comic, but uh, chapter two is going to be bigger because we changed the way that we are telling stories uh, when we started chapter two, and I think it's a change for the better. I still like chapter one as it is, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I think chapter two works better as the bigger one because it just it leaves too many questions in its original format though we redid that script so who are we seeing on this cover without spoiling too much so here's the thing you need to understand about lone wolves in nature lone wolves in very short order either find a new pack or die is uh, unlike what edgy teenagers will try and tell you you do not want to be a lone wolf this is very very bad for you mm -hmm. you know and this is her new pack so how does she how, how, how does she find them are you able to like give no you know we're, 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 let, let's back it up I, I you know i 
I get the wheels going. It's in. I, I got. I gotta know more. You know, it's so interesting. I love just what I see. We got the big brute guy. You can tell he's gonna be like the tank. Um, this looks like a sorcerer. This looks like the rogue. I, I'm really interested in this bug too. This bug looks awesome, dude. I gotta know more. But you know, let's save that for another interview because chapter two looks like it's gonna be phenomenal. Yeah, we. Um, you know, we. I. I really like just the diversity of this part mm -hmm. right you know because it's really easy to just have the most basic fantasy elements and have everybody be uh humans elves and orcs but um it's not as cool you know and that's that's kind of why uh, originally mara leaned more into uh into viking influence but before we released the comic, she leaned more into Inuit influences. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, it was, I mean, it's, it's still both. It has always been both. But originally, it was more Viking. Because, I mean, how can you not find Viking cool, right? And brutal, you know? And brutal. But there's so much Viking stuff out there. How much Inuit stuff is there out there? Not a whole lot. That's true. That's a fair point. That is a fair and point. That, um, that makes it more interesting to me because it is it, it is a uh, it is a less common element mm -hmm. and um if you're seeing how she's dressed and hearing me talking about vikings and inuits and you're screaming internally hold on because i do have an explanation for this so originally her tribe was actually a cold weather tribe but there was an ecological disaster of unprecedented scale and a war between the gods destroyed the sun it blew up the sun set the sky on fire permanently and destroyed the day night cycle oh my god so everybody who was previously in a warm weather climate probably died and her tribe that previously was a cold weather tribe had to very quickly adapt so this is my and Rosie's interpretation of how a tribe like hers would have evolved to adapt to warm weather. So are we ever going to see some sort of like story that's going to touch base on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing I like about having a child protagonist is that you can introduce elements of the world to the reader in a way that is not contrived she doesn't understand much about the world because well i mean she's eight right mm -hmm. so she needs to learn more about it and as she learns about it the reader can learn about it in a way that makes sense okay so you're you're gonna have her learn about it learn about what happened i got that is that is genius that is smart dylan i gotta i gotta give you props on that so how close are we to four thousand right now well, let me take a quick look. I just here. didn't want to have to be the one that scrolled up, so. <laughs> That's fine. I can alt tab. Uh, it looks like okay. We're at twenty three hundred right now, so it'll it'll be a little while before we're at uh, four thousand, or maybe not. Maybe. maybe but we're past the, the halfway part. Bed. We're we're past yeah. the halfway part. So That's at five thousand, uh, digital, uh, you'll receive. Excuse me, I was at the the wrong point. So, uh, yeah, what's at five thousand? That's uh, that's hidden. We don't know. That is hidden. That is that is something ah. that uh, when the when the first stretch goal gets unlocked, uh, this will be shown. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I was trying to see if I could trick you into it, but you, 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 I've seen that you've uh, protected yourself against that. You got a strong defense against it. So right here is the team. We have the man himself, Dylan, a software engineer by occupation, storyteller at heart of all the stories he's told. Uh, this has been the best received, so he's decided to bring that story to a wider audience. And then uh, we have uh, our little t uh, tad bit about Rosie as well, an artist animator from uh, Taiwan, mostly focusing on comics now nowadays. Enjoy good adventurous stories and comedy, and always a love for musicals in her heart. And then uh, the Portuguese uh, translator, uh, can you pronounce the name for me? Rogério Rios. A professional advertising illustrator since 2012. Currently, he is venturing into comics, taking part in a project called Heel Turn. He also performs as a translator and interpreter for architect articles, architecture articles, and events in Brazil. And then we have the Spanish translator as well, uh, Manuel uh, Gil Fernandez, translator and proofreader from Spain, working on both scientific translation and his life's passion. 
fiction in all its form he'll beat you at any rocket league any day i'm not that good at rocket league i'll be honest with you the, the only time i've ever played it it was uh, on playstation 3 it was like super it was like rocket power super battle like arrow something it was like the indie game before the indie game um right, that right. was about the closest i've ever gotten i mean dude but the game looks amazing it looks like it's fun i mean beating me <laughs> at rocket league is not exactly a feat of strength <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, this campaign is supported by the Ink Studio LLC. Do you want to give a little shout out to them? Yeah, they um, they actually did the video, the video we looked at. Yeah, um, you know they've uh, they've been pumping it out there. Like it's been great having a team in the U.S. while mm -hmm. I'm in Taiwan because uh, I can be, you know, I can uh, I can be putting the word out there while they're in off hours and then I go to bed and they're putting the word out there. So that has definitely helped, you know? It's like a it's like a 24-hour news cycle for Mark. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of the things that has definitely helped. Cuz right now it's like what? Uh 11 p.m. for you? Yeah. Yeah. That is so crazy. It took me like it took me a very hot second to realize you're exactly 12 hours ahead of me. So, shoo. Um this is the entire Kickstarter um, so let's go ahead. We're going to remove this from screen and let's start wrapping things up. Now, do you want to go right. ahead and uh, pull that miniature back up for us so we can see it a little yeah, bit more? Clear? Let's see. It's not my camera isn't the highest quality. Oh, that still looks awesome. Though. You can still see it pretty clear. Focus. There we go. There we go. Yeah, this is um, this is my work. Uh, this is hand painted. The only thing I didn't use a brush for was the primer because you don't want to. Well, I don't want to use a brush for the primer. You get a you get a smoother application with an airbrush or mm -hmm. a uh, rattle can. But everything else was done uh, with just uh, a few brushes. Actually, I have um, I have some synthetic brushes in various sizes that I use for ninety percent of it, and then the fine details. I have a uh, I have a sable hairbrush for that. Let's go. I don't have any idea what any of that means. Um, I 3D print. I, I rarely paint because uh, I have trouble sanding. You know, like for me, like I either I sand it too much or I don't sand it enough. And the paint bleeds, and I just get mad. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, I'm not gonna say that I have things that don't fail. Like mm -hmm. I have a, I'm uh, out of the corner of my eye. I'm looking at this model I have on my desk to my left, and it is just a nightmare of a model like I, I think this thing is cursed keeps you up and, at night <laughs> like it has it has broken four times and oh i don't mean God. in four places i mean in four separate occasions it has broken and like it is it is lopsided it is poorly weighted it's super heavy it's so heavy it warped its own base it has chunks that are so smooth that primer and paint just rub right off oh man and i'm like man i i just messaged one of my buddies like hey you want a model that's really big and impressive and also definitely cursed it's like yeah i'll take it off your hands so i'm just waiting for him to come take it off my hand <laughs> i got mine a little so this is uh something that's right up here that i printed um cloud from final fantasy 7 his little uh poly uh model all right, I will. I'll reach for the cursed mini. Yeah, uh, uh, my thing was the arms used to spaghetti. This is where I had to learn about the the tree supports and stuff. He's like, allow me to show you something much more impressive. <laughs> it, it's a very, it's a very big, impressive model that I didn't bother to finish painting because it's such a nightmare to work with. And like that just seems yeah. like so much would break off of it too. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't stand. It doesn't. It doesn't stand because the. It's too heavy and lopsided, and it, it even before it warped its own base, uh, I had to repair the base to make it stand. How long did and it take to print? It took several days to print because it's in multiple parts, and each of those parts would take uh, eight to sixteen hours. Mm -hmm. right? Isn't it crazy how the smallest thing just takes so many hours to print? Yeah. Well, like. Uh, Mara actually doesn't take all that long because that's a really small mini. Like, yeah. Um, actually, the uh, the axe is over her head because she is. Yeah, if you look at that, mm -hmm. the, the axe extends pretty far over her head because she's not very big. If you uh, if you remember the the chapter two cover, she's in the front because mm -hmm. 
she's the smallest one. Kind of has <laughs> to be. It's, it, it, yeah, she's the main character, but she has to be in the front, or you're not going to see her. <laughs> Especially so, not behind the giant. <laughs> real, real quick, uh, let, let's start bringing it back. For anyone that's been watching and they're on the fence about backing this awesome Kickstarter, I'm going to go ahead and put the link right in chat. So people can go ahead and check it out while they listen to you. What would you like to say to them if they're on the fence about backing it? Like to just to push them over that edge and to get this copy into their hands. Uh, I think that our target audience is people who like Conan the Barbarian and Princess Mononoke. I think we're we're in we're in the Venn diagram of Conan the Barbarian and Princess Mononoke right mm -hmm. in the middle. You know, uh, if if that's what you like, then you are going to like Mara issue one. Oh yeah! And last time I asked you um, a very very certain question, so this time I want to kind of change it up since you're a returning guest. Um, right. For anyone that's looking to start a Kickstarter, what should they do first? What should be that the first at the top of that checklist uh, before they even really begin like digging into it? So I'm going to say something that people have probably read and didn't like and i say this because i read it and i didn't like it <laughs> but it's true and i i don't like that it's true but it is you want to build an audience first and i know you want to get out there you want to put your comic out there and you want to start making money off of it and i definitely don't blame anyone for you know thinking that way but the thing is there's so much out there. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't keep track of how much indie stuff is out there. I can't. Oh, there is a lot. Like, I can't even keep track of how much Marvel stuff there is out there. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, even, you were like, you were yeah. like my 24th interview, and this is interview number 69, and it's only been a month or two. I, I, there, there, there's more indie comics than I can even feasibly keep up with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's there, there's a lot out there, and people will say well you know if you're if if you're good you know if you build it people will come if you, your cream rises to the top and all that well here's the thing you have to convince people to look at it mm -hmm. which means building a following and there there are a lot of ways you can build a following but uh if you if you jump out the gate with your three twitter followers and you <laughs> throw your uh, kickstarter up there i would not it to do well mm -hmm. and maybe you can prove me wrong but from what i have seen thus far you need a following before you ever start and i, I think that is really important to, to know and to understand because it's it's like the old philosophy if you go to a bar you can drink every single night that doesn't mean you're gonna have a friend you have to actually sit there talk to people and engage with people before you know you make any sort of friendships I kind of think it always goes hand in hand. You know, a lot of people, they, they don't want to buy from someone they don't know. You know, like for you, I, I knew you. Um, I had a chance to read this. So when you went live with it, it was instant back for me. The second I seen it was live, instant back. And I think that is just because you took time to build that relationship with me and, 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 and the friendship that we have. Yeah, you know, I, um, I've gone out of my way to try and connect with, uh, with tabletop gamers because they really like Mara, you know, there's there's D and D influence in, in Mara. The world is inspired directly by Dark Sun, um, and uh, of course, comic creators and comic readers, and you know, podcasters, mm -hmm. and just you know, everybody who's adjacent to the topics, right? Uh, there's even there's even one uh, one person on Twitter. Who is not he's not super active, but he does something really cool that I like. Mm -hmm. He will take uh, he will take projects that are only for or mostly for English speaking uh, communities, and he will translate the descriptions to Japanese and tweet them to his Japanese. Oh, that followers. is cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool thing. And I tried to get him to. Uh, do Mara in Japanese, but he doesn't have the bandwidth for that. And mm. well, I, I I consider that a loss for me because yeah. I think what this guy's doing is really cool. Oh, that is right? so cool! Yeah, that's awesome, but, Dylan. But I like I, if you don't look, you're not going to find these people. That's absolutely true. Yeah. And Dylan, I appreciate you taking time to break this down to come back onto the show to break down uh, the Kickstarter for Chapter One to give us an in-depth look at everything 
in between as well it was awesome having you back uh thank you for all your your wisdom as well i'm so stoked to see that you got funded in under an hour and got project we love uh, under a, under a day not under, under an a hour. day right. <laughs> sorry i might my, my coffee i, I haven't had time to have my coffee it'd be crazy to get it under an hour right under a Maybe day though time. is still just as impressive still just as impressive so for anyone that's interested that we did just post that link it's in the description as well we do have to be wrapping things up it is a beautiful wednesday and it is new comic book day and i have some fresh books to read right out of the oven dylan thank you so much for stopping by i hope everyone has an awesome wednesday be sure to check out our next interview which is going to be at 1 p.m edt with richard fairgray we're going to be covering haunted hill check it out we have notifications uh, available with the video it's i think it's um, if you're on YouTube, it's going to be up. It's going to be the upcoming video. So turn on notifications. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.